The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Under the light of the moon, shelled creatures emerge from the ocean and make their way onto the sandy shoreline. They drag their bodies through the sand until, one by one, they stop. Each migrant reptile will use her back flippers to dig a hole in the sand depositing up to 100 eggs before covering them up again for protection. The new mother will then follow moonlight back to the safety of the ocean. It's early summer along this seashore and something spectacular is occurring. It's sea turtle nesting season along the Outer Banks in North Carolina. A couple of months later, Tiny turtles will emerge from the sand in their shells and begin the seemingly impossible journey back into the ocean, on the same sand their mother did years or even decades earlier. Although they face many challenges, these magnificent creatures are well worth protecting. I'm Jason Epperson, and this week on America's National Parks, the sea turtles of Cape Hatteras National Seashore. Before we get into the show today, I want to let you know about our new supporter program. Head over to patreon.com slash national parks podcast if you find value in the stories we bring to life every week and want to support our efforts to continue making quality productions. For less than a dollar an episode, you can help us pay more writers to track down the stories you care about. That's patreon.com slash national parks podcast. Cape Hatteras National Seashore was established to preserve the barrier islands along the outer banks of North Carolina. The seashore is 67 miles long and is home to important ecosystems that include perfect habitat for sea turtles. Here's Abigail. Sea turtles are long-lived, cold-blooded, and migratory. They are some of the largest living reptiles, and though they breathe air, they spend the majority of their lives in the sea. The smallest species of sea turtle weighs between 75 and 100 pounds, and the largest species weighs almost 2,000 pounds. Have you ever wondered how to tell the difference between a sea turtle and a land or pond turtle? Pay attention to the turtle's front limbs. If the turtle has feet with claws, it's a land turtle versus a sea turtle that will have flippers instead of feet. There are five species of sea turtles that nest on the seashore's beaches. The loggerhead, green, leatherback, hawksbill, and Kemp's ridley. Under the Endangered Species Act in the 1970s, the loggerhead and green were listed as threatened, while the leatherback, Kemp's ridley, and hawksbill were listed as endangered. All five species of turtles are found near the seashore throughout the year, and all except the hawksbill sea turtles nest within the seashore. 
female loggerhead and green turtles are the most common nesters at Cape Hatteras National Seashore, and even these beaches are at the far northern range of their nesting grounds. All sea turtles exhibit delayed maturity, which means that it takes many years for a sea turtle to be ready to breed and lay eggs. Recent studies on loggerhead turtles estimate that they are not ready to breed until they are more than 30 years old. After spending most of their lives in the ocean, adult females return to lay their eggs, migrating long distances to get their nesting beaches. A single loggerhead turtle will usually nest every two to three years and will lay an average of four clutches of eggs per year. May to September is when the most nesting occurs. Each turtle will lay more than 100 eggs, which then incubate for two months. The temperature of the sand during this time will determine the gender of the tiny hatchlings. Warmer sand will develop mostly females, and cooler sand will develop mostly males. The temperatures of sand at Cape Hatteras are cooler, and most of the turtles that hatch here are males. Because of this, the seashore produces a large portion of the male population for the entire North Atlantic subpopulation of sea turtles. Weather events and predators are major threats to eggs while they are in the sand. Once the hatchlings break from their shells, they use a combination of natural cues to find the ocean. This includes the slope of the beach and the reflection of the moon or stars in the water. Once the hatchlings reach deeper water, they begin to use magnetic orientation to migrate where they will swim for more than 24 hours to reach the Gulf Stream. There they find seaweed nurseries that will keep them safe for the next 10 years. This entire journey is treacherous for each turtle. It is estimated that only one in every 1,000 to 10,000 hatchlings survive to maturity. In 1987, the seashore began monitoring sea turtle activity to learn more about their nesting habits and what may be threatening them. Nest numbers can fluctuate greatly from year to year. In 1987, there were only 11 nests, and in 2016, there were 325 nests. In 2019, this record was broken, and by mid-July, the National Park Service had identified over 350 sea turtle nests on Cape Hatteras. Park scientists begin monitoring sea turtle nests at the end of April each year. The rangers make their way to the beach before the sun rises, scanning the sandy shoreline for any sign of turtle nests. If there are eggs in the sand, the site is marked as a nest. If there are no eggs, the nesting activity in the sand is called a false crawl. Sometimes researchers will find a turtle that has come to shore for a reason other than nesting. It may be sick, injured, or even dead. These are known as stranded turtles. And if the live turtles need treatment, the park will transport them to a facility to recover. Researchers will perform a necropsy on any dead turtle to learn more about what happened and what the cause of death was. The greatest threat to the sea turtle survival at Cape Hatteras National Seashore is human activity, which includes the loss of nesting habitat due to coastal development, being hit by boats, drowning in fishing gear, pollution and debris in the ocean, and harvesting of eggs and adults for food and commercial goods. Disturbance of nesting beaches through beach lighting, seawalls, and nighttime activity on the beach is also a major threat to the sea turtle. 
The National Park Service mission is to preserve unimpaired the natural and cultural resources and values of the national park system for the enjoyment, education, and inspiration of this and future generations. It is this mission that guides the park to conserve endangered species such as the sea turtles. Light pollution from our cities, cars, and flashlights does more than limit our stargazing opportunities. It also affects wildlife. At Cape Hatteras, the dark night provides protection for the sea turtles from predators. So when a sea turtle arrives at a light polluted beach, sometimes they will return to sea without laying their eggs. Hatchlings use light cues to find their way to the ocean. They will crawl towards the brightest horizon. If there is artificial light that is brighter than the water, hatchlings will crawl in the wrong direction and never reach the ocean. When you visit the park, you can help prevent artificial light pollution. If you stay in an oceanfront beach house, you can close the blinds and turn off any lights outside that you don't need. Only use flashlights on beach walks when necessary. And if you build a beach fire, which requires a permit, make sure that you build it according to the permit instructions to protect the sea turtle hatchlings. Cape Hatteras National Seashore also has an off-road vehicle management plan to protect sea turtle nesting sites. The plan also aims to minimize conflict among users and promotes visitor safety. Some areas of the park are temporarily closed to the public to protect sea turtle nesting sites, and the plan also requires that off-road vehicles have a permit to drive on seashore beaches. If you are looking for other ways to protect the sea turtles, each summer a local nonprofit partner called Outer Banks Forever opens an annual Adopt a Sea Turtle Nest program. Participants can symbolically adopt an active sea turtle nest located on the seashore, and with the donation, will receive updates on that specific nest, including the sea turtle species, number of eggs, number of hatchlings, and more. This is a great way to protect sea turtles while also feeling more connected to Cape Hatteras National Seashore. The Seashore has a dedicated phone number on their website that you should call to report any sighting of a sea turtle, including if it's nesting, live, cold stunned, injured, or dead. Any live sea turtle on the shore that is not nesting is either sick, injured, or cold stunned due to low water temperatures, and it's important to get these animals treated as quickly as possible so they can be re-released into the wild. It's a spectacularly special experience to get to witness a sea turtle laying her eggs at Cape Hatteras. However, a nesting turtle can become easily stressed or disoriented by loud noises, flashlights, and pets. If you see a turtle nesting on the beach, turn off all flashlights and don't use flash photography. Keep your pet out of the area and keep your distance so she won't be disturbed. If a turtle is coming up the beach, don't block her path or she might lay her nest below the tide line where her eggs may be washed away. Dead sea turtles also provide important information to seashore researchers in the park. If you see a dead turtle, report it. Any turtle that's already been reported will have orange spray paint on the shell. Remember that it's illegal to take, own, buy, or sell any sea turtle part because they're protected under the Endangered Species Act. 
At Cape Hatteras, visitors can head to the beach to swim, snorkel, and view ocean wildlife, or climb the Cape Hatteras and Bodie Island lighthouses, each of which have more than 200 steps to the top. There are also three hiking trails in the park that range from less than a mile to more than four miles in one direction. However you choose to experience this seashore, do so with care and respect for the sea turtles and other wildlife that depend on these shores for survival. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu and written by Lindsay Taylor. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, check out RVMiles.com or find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.